Some entertainment news is how that Disney Plus has added a warning to a show that you might not expect. Watch this. The return of the iconic Muppet Show, now coming with a serious new warning, a content disclaimer at the beginning of 18 episodes, warning viewers of the program's negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. Yeah, and just to be safe, Gonzo's nose will also be blurred. I think they made the right move. In one episode, Fozzie does a stand-up routine that begins with hickory dickory da. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Wow. Um, so could you fill that in? We mentioned it early in the show yesterday. The Muppets is going to come with a warning label like cigarettes. Yeah, once in a while they'd have like uh, an Arab character in the headdress or whatever, or a Chinese-looking character. And now that's seen as stereotyping and offensive. Blah, 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 blah. Even though nobody's ever been offended or stereotyped, it's just ridiculous. Just crazy. So yeah, there'll be warnings. <laughs> so right. your your kids aren't hurt by the Muppets. He's Gonzo. We probably should talk about the governor of New York uh, a, a little bit. I don't take in a lot of mainstream news. I keep hearing that the mainstream news hasn't been covering it that much until recently. But uh, like I look up a Good Morning America, and they're 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 pretty big on it today, anyway. Um, he is uh, he's headed for the doors, I think, as all the Democrats have turned on him. Yeah, I was just I just read the headline that uh, Governor Cuomo's nursing home scandal may rise to the federal level of criminal offense, according to legal experts. Uh, I don't know much about it, but I guess it's it's a criminal cover-up, um, intentional, perhaps criminal. They write in the Wall Street Journal, said numerous federal statutes could apply, noting that Cuomo's administration is accused of both making false statements to the federal government and trying to thwart an investigation. Okay, maybe that's true, maybe it's not. The courts will figure that out. To me, it's your secretary came forward two weeks ago and said you guys lied about all the numbers because you were worried about how it would look. That's all you need to know. You don't need any further investigation of that. You put her under oath if if she's telling if she says that she's telling the truth. He's got to go. Right. The, the period. Right. End of story. And then well, if they and prosecute him I, in a court of law, fine. I get the idea. He doesn't have a ton of support, and what he has is vanishing. To so. me, the most amazing. I'm not surprised at all that a government official lied about stuff to make themselves look better. That's what I expect. What's What's most interesting to me, like we talked about with Lon He Chen on uh, Friday, is. He's been threatening people his entire career. That's the way the Cuomo family does things, and they were able to stay in power all these decades operating like that in one of the biggest states in the country. Mobster politics. In the modern Machine world. Politics. Yep. It's, just, it's, it's troubling. Speaking of the COVID, a couple of uh, notes. Number one, we talked earlier about uh, Joe Biden's speech last night that was supposed to be putting his arms around America and helping us through our grief as we hit half a million deaths and the rest of it. Both of us found it just maudlin and, and weirdly uh, down and just just wallowing in grief and just accenting it. And it just it was odd to me. I don't need that from my government at all. And it just seemed to be all grief. No optimism, no strength, no we can get through this. It was just wallowing. I found it weird and off-putting, but... We also commented earlier that one uh, talking head on uh, Fox News said, I didn't know how much I needed to hear that until I heard it. I'm just a different sort of person, I guess. You're either different built that way or you're not, I guess. Yeah. 
We we're also talking about how a number of epidemiologists, experts, uh, institutions are saying we could be substantially back to normal uh, this spring, maybe by April 1st. Which is the, awesome. Uh, the rates of, of uh, transmission, of infection, of hospitalization, of death continue to just plummet. Then we get this from Kyle quoting uh, Michael Osterholm of the University of Minnesota, one of the first guys to say, yeah, we're going to. We're going to hit hundreds of thousands of deaths. This is early on in this thing. Uh, quoting uh, alert listener Kyle, I thought he was crazy at the time, not so crazy now. But he believes the U.K. variant will become the dominant variant in the U.S. in the next few weeks. He also believes that we're about to hit the highest spike in cases since the pandemic began. Well, um, Scott Gottlieb's response to that is uh, we're close enough to the herd immunity thing just the numbers around the country have shown that once you get past something like 40%, it doesn't spread anymore, and that we get that's already happened. And so those variants aren't going to be able to get going. They just aren't going to be able to get a toehold. I hope he's right. Um, I can't imagine what it would do to our national psyche if new variants took over and we kind of are back to square one and, like, you know, getting devastated. I, 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 don't, I don't know how we would handle that. I hope that the other experts are right. Yeah. That, yeah, that the too. people that have either gotten the vaccine or have already had it, there are enough of them out there. We're at about 55% already. We're going to be up around 70 to 80% here by April of people that have either had it or gotten the vaccine and that they'll have immunity to the new variants. And so it's it's done. It'll be over. I'm hoping yeah, that's things, what happens. If things do take the negative turn, though, I need Winston Churchill. I don't need Joe Biden, the undertaker convincing me of how devastated and sad I am. I need a, we will face up to this, we will we will do the precautions that are necessary, but we will continue living, we will continue doing business, we will get the kids in school. By God, this will not defeat us as a nation. Give me Winston Churchill, not just that sad old man last night. God, I found that off-putting. I apologize for that. Well, all right then. Uh, San Francisco, California, Jack, I never get tired of kicking the school district there. San Francisco has the lowest COVID case rate of any major U.S. city. The lowest, bar none. And its schools are among the last to reopen. Still not open. Right, right. Uh, They're still working on renaming those schools, though. At least they've uh, got that. And uh, they're halting merit-based admission to their most elite high school, but the the schools are not probably open. getting their anti-racist training all ready to go, assuming they do get to open next year. The school district is set to vote on a plan Tuesday that would allow is that today uh, that would allow schools to reopen in California's second most restrictive red tier once the entire staff, every single person who works in the school district, is fully vaccinated. Even though there's no science saying that that's necessary. Wow! Right, right. San Francisco's got nine. Cases per 100,000 people. Nine. They're closed. New York City, 51 per 100,000. And elementary schools have been open on a hybrid schedule for months. Middle schools are in the process of reopening. Other school districts, including Atlanta, Miami, have fully reopened for elementary, middle, and high school students with some optional remote learning, despite having a, a multiply, uh, a higher case rate multiple times that of San Francisco. It's just unbelievable. It's hard not to be discouraged. It's really hard not to be discouraged. 
Well, yeah, or vote with your feet. I've got statistics on the inflow and outflow of California and Florida, for instance, that are just astounding. People are voting with their feet in a way we haven't seen since the Dust Bowl of the 1930s. Maybe we'll get to that a little bit, a little bit later on this hour. Um, What do I have time to jam in before we take a break? I did want to talk about the uh, a whole bunch of polls showing how many Republicans believe the election was stolen from Trump and then digging into that um, psychologically, what that means. Do people actually believe that, or is, is that the way we now answer all polls? We just point the direction we support, which is kind of interesting. Um, watched a, a new movie, a Disney movie came out over the weekend. If you're a parent, couldn't recommend more highly, Flora and Ulysses came out Friday from Disney. So if you get Disney Plus at all, that's one to do a family movie night with. Absolutely fantastic. It's a it's a squirrel superhero and a little girl and her parents who are divorcing and her best friend's dad died. What is it with Disney? And the parents always have to have these tragic backstories. Can the parents just be know. everything's happy? Disney's got to have a terrible one of the parents has to die and the parents are splitting up all the time in your Disney right. movies. Yeah. Well, maybe that superhero squirrel speaks mouse, and he can tell the mouse to quit uh, playing footsie with the Chinese communists. Hmm? <laughs> Disney. <laughs> but I, I, it's it's the funniest Disney movie I've seen in I don't know how many years. Wow. I okay. label an instant classic. <laughs> I don't think you've done that since Boss Baby. Not since Boss Baby have I labeled anything an instant classic. Flora and Ulysses. Your kids' kids will be watching Flora and Ulysses. It's that good. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right, super. You're a little soft on communism, but uh, <laughs> you like a good laugh. Okay, fine. Um, Fellow traveler. Do people actually believe the election was stolen, or do you just say that because that's the way you'd indicate that you're a, on Trump's side? Is that the way it works? Among other things we can discuss on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, if the thermostat on the wall does not keep the temperature at the temperature you set it at, what is it exactly? Well, it's not a thermostat. What? What is it? It's a cold air switch. It's a a, uh, psychological experiment to see how long you'll keep messing with it, hoping it alters the temperature. (laughs) There are two temperatures in the studio, Arctic and Sahara. Pick one. (laughs) I'm going to try again. Here we go. And there are are college students. (laughs) There are college students in another room watching through a two-way mirror. Look, he's pressing it again. He's pressing it again. Now, um, for years now, this has done nothing, but let's see if he continues. This is amazing. Dogs give up after three days. Pigs after only two days. Even a cocaine rat would have figured this out. (laughs) You know what we ought to play that we haven't even touched on? I love clip number 60, Lindsey Graham at the Arizona border. Is that, uh, does it kind of explain itself? More or less? There's literally a hole in the wall. I've been told they have been informed 
order to stop plugging this hole, which makes this entire wall almost useless. This is beyond dumb. Even for the federal government, this is beyond dumb. If you don't just fill in this little gap, everything else you've done makes no sense. Lady G, as Jen Psaki called him. That's uh, a firing offense, if you're a conservative. Sure. Uh, two, two points. Number one, Lindsey Graham's absolutely correct. That is idiocy on a grand scale. They built an enormous protective wall, but all they have to do is fix a hole, and it will be a protective barrier, but they won't because Trump wanted the wall, so they won't fix it. Second thing is, it, it sounds like the, the video from Mars. Sounds exactly like the video from Mars, the wind in the background. Yeah, Windy desert areas all sound the same, whether it's Mars or Arizona or Texas. Sean, do you have that to Mars sound? Uh, yeah, yeah. Play that. This is idiotic. There's a little hole in the wall. Martians could slip right through it. there. It's unbelievable. Martians crawl right through there. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. That was like we broadcasted right. live from Mars right there. That it's, was great. It's very similar. <laughs> As if. <laughs> While we're uh, talking any politics at all, I thought this was interesting and... Um, Tim Sanifer replied to it yesterday, and it got my attention. You got a couple of politicians that are pushing congressmen that have signed a letter to try to get Fox deplatformed. I'll just read a little bit of the statement. They they were uh, questioning people from Directv and AT and T TV, and they asked the question: Are you planning to continue carrying Fox News? Newsmax and OANN on UVerse, DirecTV, and ATT, both now and any contract in the future? And if so, why? Signed off by members of Congress. Shut up and mind your own business. Signed off by the American people. First of all, the whole lumping Fox in with Newsmax and OAN. Have any of these people ever watched this, this, this growing idea, whether they're they actually believe it or they're just trying to, you know, portray it that way. That Fox is wholly different from MSNBC and what they're up to is is really weird to me. But anyway, um, Tim Sandifer uh, tweeted out yesterday the, the to that question, the only decent and American way to respond to a question like this is because the First Amendment protects our right to do so, Congressman, and it's none of your GD business. Amen to that, brother. That is scary. It is. You have Congress people trying to get channels deplatformed and trying to hint darkly that there will be repercussions if they do not. That's loathsome behavior. Right. Oh, man. That's That's some new territory, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It seems like everywhere you turn, there's new territory being conquered by the madness. The most watched cable news network by far. Congress people think, you know, I clearly need to get that off there. And all of it will, all the news will just be one side. That's fantastic. Well, Uh, so Jack and I were discussing during the commercial break, uh, we need to have a new feature because we have lots of things we want to talk about, but they just deserve a minute, minute or two. And I'm thinking we could call it around the horn. That's kind of been used by the ESPN guys. And Michael would have to come up with a good horn sound if we call it around the horn. Around the horn. horn. That's not bad. Well, what was that uh, theme you played earlier for Jack's uh, What in the World? Because that's got a good horn in it. Okay. I, I, I got stuff here. I was, I was just not unaware. Yeah, hold on. It's around the horn. Too early. <laughs> yeah, 
That's Hold on, hit me again. I cut off the beginning good. of that. That's pretty good. It's around the horn. With Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. <laughs> oh, I, got, I got some other ones here. Try hit, hit me. Again. It's around the horn. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> that's just idiotic. All right, how about this one? That's like we're eight year old. Eight year olds. It's around the horn. It sounds like the Nazis are about to level London. That first one's got an old timey sound. It's like we're in skinny ties in black and white. Vice President Nixon today. All right, one last one. One last one. It's around the horn. <laughs> no, again, just stupid. <laughs> you like the first one? I like all It's around there. the horn. Yeah, I like it. That's pretty good. We've got to get our tax guy on uh, that we usually have on every year. Stephen Moskowitz on soon. I saw this in the New York Times today. Is my stimulus payment taxable? What about all the unemployment benefits I've gotten over the last year? There's a lot of people that have never dealt with this before. Last year was the first year, and they're mm-hmm. asking those questions. So we should look into that. That's an yeah. interesting topic. That's a great point, and we should get uh, questions from the listeners, too. So we can do around the horn when we come back. We'll have uh, plenty of time. For- <laughs> so the more I hear it, the more I like it. <laughs> We'll get to yeah, the inaugural edition of Around the Horn. I got great stuff, including you remember Jeffrey Epstein's perv girlfriend, Jelaine Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Does she have secret videos of both Bill Clinton and oh, Trump? Wow! Oh Look man! Out. Armstrong and Getty. I was just going over some of the news, and we'll get to it in a little bit, but um, I don't want to have that weird thing that people have where they think the times they live in are the most troubling, just automatically, because it's, you know, it's, uh, uh, what is that, what is that, it's a... Uh, well, it's kind of self-indulgent and whiny yeah, in a lot yeah, of cases. But these, I mean, these you, are, you gotta deal with the times you're in anyway. Uh, true. But, uh, you know, man, I've taken in a lot of history of this country. We are living in some weird freaking times. Really weird. But anyway, more on that in a little bit. Right now, it's time for Around the Horn. All right. That was a little loose. Let's have the uh, orchestra, uh, you know, on the ready. Mm. Okay. Uh, number one, former CBS producer Ira Rosen is out with a new book, Ticking Clock, behind the scenes at 60 Minutes, and yeah, he I tells a bunch of different stories. Uh, uh, did you? Yeah. And is it supposed to be pretty good or what? I don't know. Didn't strike me, but maybe you got a good nugget. Huh. Yeah. At some point, he met with Jelaine Maxwell, the pervo girlfriend of uber perv Jeffrey Epstein during the 2016 election. He arranged a meeting with her. And uh, uh, begged her, more or less, browbeat her into giving him the tapes of Donald Trump parting with Epstein and, quote-unquote, the girls. He says he told her, I want the tapes. I know he was videotaping everyone. I want the tapes of Trump's with the gr- Trump with the girls. To that, Rosen claims Maxwell responded she didn't know where they were. Uh, let's see. This article is very uh, uh, repetitive. Uh, I am the daughter of a press baron. I know the way you people think. If you do one side, you must do the other. If you get the tapes on Trump, you have to do Clinton. Rosen claims Maxwell then said it was pointless because Hillary was way ahead in the polls at the time, so there was no need for the story to come out. 
But there definitely were tapes of Trump and Clinton. She just didn't know where they were because Epstein had never told her. <clears throat> but th- just because they were at the party and the girls were around, that wouldn't mean really anything. No, it depends the content of the tape, of course. Yeah. And uh, this final, the final paragraph of the article that I'm but, sure positive Sean girls, will be interested mean, in. By girls, we mean sex slaves. But they right. wouldn't have necessarily known they were sex slaves or that they were underage. Right. And, and often the girls were girls. And it's sick. But uh, Positive Sean, uh, in particular, might be interested in the last uh, sentence of the story. Epstein, of course, killed himself after being arrested on sex trafficking charges. Uh, that's that's uh, debatable, we shall say. But I, I do believe that Epstein's business model was compromising wealthy people sure. and blackmailing them into investing in yeah. his fund. I could believe that. Jack, you're up. It's around the horn. <laughs> Well, it's good news, I guess, but the plan to rename the 44 San Francisco schools is definitely on hold. Mistakes were made. The official announcement is it sounds to me like they're tabling it in such a way that they're hoping it will go away at this point, which I'm glad to hear the public that we still live in a world where the public pressure about taking Washington and Lincoln off a school was enough to make even San Franciscans say, I guess we better not do this. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy yeah. that that public pressure still exists for now. I don't know how many more years we got of that. Mm. Speaking of political correctness, the uh, King County oh, bicycle different, helmet law is this a different thing in the uh, the same? This is a different story. I don't think we need to play the horn every time. There's Seems a like a lot story, of horn. All right, fine. Sean's disappointed, but <clears throat> King County—that's uh, your Seattle County—is uh, there are calls to repeal their bicycle helmet law because of racial disparities and who gets busted for not having a helmet. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this guy, you know, I thought this article was probably going to be pretty stupid. They have a bicycle stupid. helmet law for adults, or are we talking about kids? Uh, they require bicyclists of all ages to wear helmets. Really? I didn't know there was anywhere in America where they did that, huh? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think there are plenty of places, particularly in the nanny state type places, your, your blue cities and states. And this is what's interesting to me about this story. This guy, this activist, I thought I was going to hate this story, but... He says, look, it seems that there are uh, most of the people busted and fined for this are, are minority people. And he said they're not riding around without helmets because it's fun. They're doing it because helmets aren't cheap. So you have a lot of poor people who don't have bike helmets getting busted. So uh, nanny statism is running up against racial disparities, and they're trying to decide what to do about it. You know, give out free helmets to the poor. If you're going to have a law, enforce it even-handedly, and, uh, you know, people can't afford a helmet, I don't know. I don't know. Put a bowl over your head. So, a, a nice mixing bowl with duct tape around your chin. You <laughs> we mentioned a little bit ago that some congresspeople had uh, written a letter pressuring, like, uh, direct TV and the cable providers and that sort of stuff, to, to uh, questioning as to why they still carry Fox, for instance. And do they have any plans to get rid of Fox in the future? Apparently, there is a hearing tomorrow, which should be interesting to watch, a disinformation and extremism in the media hearing. Um, that is going to happen oh, I'm tomorrow. I'm sure that'll be even-handed. And that's when they're going to Please. get into these questions. But there's a piece in the Wall Street Journal today. Tech censorship is accelerating. And Marco Rubio tweeted this article out about the modern-day book burning from the left. Um. Two events Monday. One was the uh, Congress people saying, how come you get to have Fox on there? you got to get rid of Fox. 
And this one. Amazon purged a 2018 book called When Harry Became Sally from its web store. The book criticizes recent progressive ideas about gender and especially the wisdom of sex change procedures in children. Amazon declined to comment on the reasons for the ban, but uh, comment is hardly needed. The tech companies have grown increasingly open about their ideological censorship. And then on Monday, the two congressional Democrats who are trying to get Fox booted off of cable platforms, they sent a letter to Amazon. Uh, and you might think, hey, we're worried about uh, book censorship. No, it's the opposite. The letter demanded more ideological censorship from Amazon. Our country's public discourse is plagued by misinformation, disinformation, and conspiracy theories, write um, Eshoo and McInerney, two congresspeople. And they quote a claim that the right-wing media is much more susceptible. And they demand to know why Amazon's Fire TV carries certain conservative programs and why you haven't gotten rid of more of these books. Wow. Modern day digital book burning, pressuring Amazon to get rid of books if they have different than their view of hot political issues. So now, rather than a political issue becomes hot, trans is a hot issue. Rather than having books out there on both sides of it, some of them legitimate books, some crackpot books on both sides, and then, you know, coming to a consensus over time, nope. Only one side is allowed in the biggest bookstore on Earth. That, by the way, closed down all the other bookstores, um, so you can't find the book there either. Wow. That is sickening and frightening. It really is something. I saw Ryan Ryan Anderson, who wrote the book, When Harry Became Sally, responding to the transgender moment. um, And he tweeted, I hope you've already bought your copy, because Amazon just removed my book. And our friend Tim Sandifer uh, retweeted that and, and commented, and yet, you can still get on Amazon the following. Mein Kampf, Adolf Hitler, $22. The Communist Manifesto, $3. Mussolini's autobiography for 20 Theodore Kaczynski, The Unabomber's Manifesto for $19. And O.J. Simpson's If I Did It for $12. And, of course, all that anti-racist crap that they've sold a gazillion copies of. Which is the most racist stuff going. Yeah, God, that is stunning. That is just unbelievable. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier about we live in some really weird times where the left is book burning. It's the equivalent. Absolutely true. Damn. Is this still still around the horn? (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? Am I allowed to play it again? (laughs) I love that sound. A private campground in Michigan for gay men announced this weekend that it was banning trans men from taking part in the community. Brian Quinn, co-founder of Camp Boomerang RV Park and Campground, <clears throat> beautiful Orleans, Michigan, wrote an announcement in the Facebook group for the organization, quote, Camp Boomerang is a private membership-only RV park slash campground that allows only guys. A guy in terms of this discussion is defined as a person with a penis who presents himself as a male and has a state-issued ID that says male. What was your definition of a guy again? A person it's with a, a human penis. with a penis. I'll be darned. I'll, I'll, I'll be d- d- equipped with a penis. That's a dude. That's a guy. He continued to say in the initial post that this is one of the reasons that Camp Boomerang is a private entity, so the group can define men as they see it. We understand this statement, unfortunately, may not make everyone happy, but feel it needs to be clarified. It is our hope that everyone who visits the uh, camp enjoys a comfortable, safe, non-confrontational environment going forward, uh, etc. I'm sure he will get absolutely uh, murdered for this. In fact, uh, 
Twitter's always angry. Of course, Twitter woke up angry. Do not go there. The owner will not allow trans men in, as I finally got in written proof of the rules. Uh, for the record, F Camp Boomerang, an upcoming gay project. Trans men are men and shouldn't be excluded from spaces such as this. Okay. Et cetera, et cetera. Then uh, pick a different camp. <clears throat> Start your own camp. They were asked, will they be conducting penis checks prior to entering the campground? Oof. Good work if you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> My only hope, our only hope, our best hope is that the Jack, you're savage... in charge of penis check duty. Oh, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. You hired me as the cook. Can I clean the bathrooms or something? <laughs> nope. I mean, I'm not offended or scared. I'm not homophobic, but I just don't need to stare at wangs all day long. Well, it's necessary work. In fact, it's critical work. You should be honored that we appointed you to the post. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) So our only hope is that the left, the savage, vicious, inconsistent left will eat itself. But that uh, that censorship stuff, we need to all hands on deck, everybody on the crew. We need to monitor those hearings. We need sound from it, and we need to enlist the people to fight it. Yeah, that's tomorrow. This, this is our, I almost said Waterloo. No, they lost at Waterloo. This is our D-Day, free speech D-Day. Okay. And that concludes Around the Horn. Oh, I had one more quick one. Oh, sorry. That does not conclude Around the Horn. <laughs> Woody Allen's publisher from the, the, the published his memoir is suing HBO over this documentary that comes out this weekend, I believe. I haven't watched it, and I doubt that I will. It's a multi-parter um, that uh, says it will conclusively show that Woody Allen is a pedophile and a, uh, guilty of all the things that his uh, wife, girlfriend, Mia Farrow, his accused him of. Crazy ex-wife. Yeah. I read his memoir and came away from it completely 100% com- convinced that Woody is innocent and got railroaded by the media on that whole thing. Um, so I'd be kind of interested in see how they refute it. But uh, his publisher is suing the documentary, um, claiming that what they say is not true. So in this modern world where, uh, you know, that uh, what, what's the name of the polling machines? Dominion Dominion was able to sue various people and get them to back down. I'll be interested to see if this publisher can get anywhere with suing HBO over this documentary. I don't know. You'd have to prove something. Of course, right, including uh, malicious intent. You're allowed right. to be wrong. I mean, if I'm going to be anti-censorship, I'm anti-censorship. True. That makes that makes sense. I don't know. Um, so poll numbers out, whole bunch of them on whether or not the election was stolen. Pretty interesting. What do they mean? That's next. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Danielle Rapkin owns CrossFit Golden Gate. She's in a lot of debt. I've been a business owner for eight and a half years. I've been running this business. It's been leveled to the ground. I've actually thought about leaving the city. Uh, I'm watching the city burn to the ground. I'm watching all of my members leave. I don't have much of a reason to stay anymore. My business has been completely decimated. Show me the data, the contact tracing data that shows transmission is happening there, and then I will close my doors. Until then, let me earn a living. That's a uh, woman who owns a gym in San Francisco saying, show me the data that the disease spreads in gyms, 
when I've got people wearing masks and distancing, and I will close. But if you can't, let me open. I can't believe that the government has been able to keep people sh- uh, closed without proving these things all this time. I, I think we'll look uh, back on this their- period. Under their near-permanent emergency powers. We're going to look back on this period and wonder how the hell this happened. You you know, the the last thing in the world Gavin Newsom and company are doing is following the science. They're not. They're ignoring the science. If you get it wrong, it should be wrong on the side of, we should have closed that down. Not get it wrong on the other side. Right. Um, Right. And, you know, and they didn't close these things down in Florida, and they had exactly the same results after a year as California did. How in the hell do you not let that lady, who's, you know, very emotional as you can hear, and why wouldn't she be? It's her livelihood. Why wouldn't you let that lady open her damn gym? Unless I know you have some really good. I know you have some really good stuff on polls and all, but uh, the the COVID numbers are remarkably similar. Florida, California, they're actually a little better in Florida, but the economic numbers aren't even close. Florida is killing California economically. Well, it's pretty obvious why that is. Can't have much of an economy when nothing is open, um, and that's so maddening, so troubling. God dang it! And it continues, and we've we've been saying these very same things since the middle of the summer, right? The middle, middle of last summer, and it continues. Well, God. and if we have time after the poll numbers, you want to do? I'll circle back to this. I have it ready. It, it is quite clear in its uh, diagnosis of what worked and what didn't. Um, I thought this was interesting and worth taking note of. Summary of recent polls of how many Republicans believe, and I'm going to put that in quotes here, in finger quotes, believe the election was stolen from Donald Trump. USA Today poll, 73%. Quinnipiac, 76%. Gallup, 83%. CNN, 75 Monmouth, 72 Fox News, the lowest at 68 But they're all in the 70s, some in the 80s percent of, of Republicans who believe the election was stolen from Donald Trump. Do you, if you were polled, actually believe that uh tim sandifer retweeted somebody saying this i worry that saying you believe the 2020 election was stolen has crossed into some sort of identity politics or team thing um for some it's an actual belief obviously but for many it's just a partisan marker it's just something uh which points to i'm we're us they're them we're on this team and i think that's exactly what it is sure yeah you want the, when the article comes out, when you want the story told, you want it to be told that, you know, there is a lot of support for Donald Trump. And I've also become aware through our email that what people mean by the election was stolen covers a lot of different things. From people with crazy conspiracy theories to people who think the media united with big tech, with big industry, to band together to stop Trump, like that Time.com uh, article made. Well, th- that theory, to me, would say that a lot of people, it's not based on anything. I'm on Trump's side. That's the end of, that's the whole thing. Yeah, true. Right? It's not, I don't know. I know. I'm not even going to discuss this. It's, I'm on Trump's side. Period. And that's where we are with a lot of issues. The school closings, the, the, the you know, so many that we've talked about. Trump is for this, so I'm on this side, I'm on that side. It's just whatever side. Wow. Why Why do you think the schools should be closed? No, I'm against Trump. Trump wanted them open. I'm against him. Homo sapiens are supposed to be smarter than that. Trump wants the borders closed. I'm on his side. Uh, what's your immigration policy? No, it doesn't matter. Trump, Trump was against it. Biden's for opening the borders, so I'm on that side. 
That's yeah, just, but that's we have everything an entire works. wall with a little opening. Don't you think we ought to close that opening? None no. of the details on any subject matter. <laughs> it's really so we're like an, uh, an amoeba that goes toward food and away from electric current. Great. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Great. Yeah, I like to think of myself as a little more sophisticated than that, and, and y'all, too. I just, ugh. it's tiring. <laughs> the modern world is tiring. Canada, That's why God grants us sweet, sweet mortality. What about Canada? Canada uh, voted yesterday to label what they're doing to the Uyghurs in China a genocide. Normally, we, I mocked these toothless resolutions but apparently it's a pretty big deal if of uh, and and so this is kind of putting pressure on the United States to do the same and once it's labeled officially a genocide by the congress there's a number of things that kick in and are likely to happen in the way that we treat china first of all the olympics can't happen if uh if you've labeled a genocide that's obviously you're not participating in that there are a number Good. of businesses that can't participate with a country that is committing genocide. There's all kinds of different things that legally are triggered. If you look at the gen- the dictionary definition, well, not the dictionary def- de- definition, the UN definition of what a what a genocide is, Assembly Resolution 260, it's without a doubt a genocide. I mean, it's not even close if you look at the actual layout of what it is. So we uh. might be headed that direction where. Europe, the United States, Canada already has labeled China as committing genocide, and then things are going to get very interesting. Yeah, and keep that in mind as you're uh, picking something off the shelves that says made in China. Let's all put the squeeze on them. Armstrong and Getty.